New Hope Outreach Ministries, making a difference by taking the gospel from word to action. And now, today's message. Again, it's good to come and fellowship with one another because um, even though we have more help than we need, if we have more help than we need, it's always a good thing because we can always fellowship with one another, which is a good thing by the grace of God. So we appreciate and thank you guys for in advance for your time. And just remember that, um, as Geneva said, if we will, for the latest, please respond RSVP to who we RSVP to you, Geneva? Yeah, to Geneva about your, your plans or to attend this coming um, Saturday for the Women's Fellowship. Well, we're looking for a good time, amen? God is always good and all the great things he's doing for us. And we're just so thankful for the things that God is doing, so we just want to thank him. And this morning, we want to speak to you about giving thanks to the Lord. Giving thanks to who? To the Lord. And I think if we learn how to give thanks to God, many things in our life will change and go away if we learn how to give thanks to the Lord. Um, Last week, I shared with you about don't underestimate the power of God. Don't do that. Don't underestimate the power of God because God got some, he can do some amazing things for you, can change some things for you that can cause you really to, to say, wow, by the grace of God. So don't underestimate the power of God. Remember the scripture I gave you last week, Ephesians 3.20, said he is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all you ask, think, or imagine according to the power that works within inside of you. See, many times people are looking outside, but don't look outside, look inside. Because everything you need really is on the inside. Because the Bible said in the book of um, in the book of Colossians, you are complete in him. Everything you need is in God. Your wisdom, um, solving problems and everything. If you have the Holy Spirit dwelling inside of you, you have everything you need to make the right decision, to do the right thing, to go in the right direction by the grace of God. It's inside of you. So you are, look at your neighbor and say, I am equipped and prepared to be successful. Now that's up to you if you want to be successful or not. But you, are, you have everything you need to be successful by the grace of God. And I'm so thankful to God how he has worked everything out in such a way that he has equipped us and made things so available to each one of us. But see, man have came along and changed things and made it seem like you got dependent upon other people. No, it is in him you move, you live, and you have your being by the grace of God. Amen. So you don't have to be discouraged. You don't have to get upset. You don't have to be disappointed by the grace of God. Everything you need is inside of you. And as the more you get closer to God, the more you begin to realize you can call upon him that you got everything you need by the grace of God. When you're not feeling well, only thing you got to do is speak to your body. Say, body, in the name of Jesus, I speak to you right now. Headache, I command you to be gone. Leg, stop hurting. Stomach, stop hurting. 
this oppression, this feeling of a, of a, of a, a pain or whatever, I command it right now to leave. The spirit of oppression, I speak to you right now to leave in Jesus' name. The spirit of worry, you know, because you, you know people, when you get down this close to the time of the year, we like to worry. If you, if you don't have anything to worry, we find something to worry about. That's the way people live. Don't live on Worry Street because there's also a street called Peaceful Street. Move to Peaceful Street and then Joyful Street. Then a highway called Laughter and Joy to get to them. If you can get on that street for peaceful and joy and a highway of, of laughter and joy, let me tell you, you can get on the right road and stay on there and you'll find out a whole lot of things will go much better for you by the grace of God. Enjoy, look at your neighbor and say, enjoy life right now. Because things are changing. And people are always trying to hold the moment. Let go of the moment and let go and let God bring some new things into your life. Because things are constantly changing with it all the time. And that's why people cannot enjoy the future because they're always looking behind them, looking backwards, talking about what we did yesterday. Today is a brand new day. And, and by the grace of God, the Bible said, this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and I will be glad in it by the grace of God. So you don't have to worry about tomorrow. As always today, enjoy God today. If you got your Bibles this morning, turn with us to the book of Psalms, Psalms 107 and verse 1 and 3. God is an amazing God. had a chance this week to speak to a lady that um, I don't know what happened but her husband was uh, became ill Wednesday week ago and a few days after that he had um, he passed away and so there was no planning there was no getting ready for 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 his home going but during that during that time he left her quite a few messages and, and God was speaking to her about he was going to be leaving her. But you know, just like sometimes when God speaks to us, we don't always, we always say, that's the devil. The devil don't always tell you bad things. Sometimes God can tell you some things to make you prepare for the good things about to, about to take place by the grace of God. So keep your ears open to God for the things he wanted to talk to you about. And always give him thanks. And then when God tells you something. Learn how to say God you know. I'm not really sure. Of what you're telling me here. You're trying to tell me something. That I don't understand. But God helped me to open my mind up. Not only just to look at it. But grasp. Or what you're trying to say to me. And I believe if we do that, we won't be caught so often off guard and unprepared. God never catch you, catch you off, um, off guard unless you don't listen to him. He always prepares you for things to come. Look at your neighbors at things to come. 
and everything that's coming down the pike is not always going to be good things. Listen to me. It's not always going to be peaches, creams, and ice cream. But you got to take the bitter with the sweet sometimes. But, and then as Daphne was talking about this morning, and when you do get in a moment where your heart is overwhelmed, let God take you to his peace that passes all understanding. And that's why we learn how to give thanks to God in everything. Psalms 107 and verse, um, verse 1 and 3. If you got your Bible, please stand. Let us read God's word. God is good, amen? All the time, God is good. Here's the writer he's saying. He said, oh, give thanks unto the Lord. Why? Because he is good and his mercy endureth forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Whom he has redeemed from the land of the enemies. Now he's speaking to the nation of Israel here, but also all the things that God has, has allowed us to be redeemed from, we can also claim this as well. He said, and gather, and gather them out of the land from the east and from the west and from the north and from the south. God brought them out and he redeemed them from the enemy. See, God loves you so much to the point where he's going to take care of you. He got your back. That's why Proverbs said, when the Lord weighs, when a man weighs pleases God, he will make his enemies to be at peace with him. By the grace of God. That's not a threat. That's a promise from God's word. And we just continue to hold on to that. We don't have to fight the enemies. Because Jesus said, vengeance is mine. What we need to do is learn how to say, to give thanks to God. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for your word today. And we thank you for what you've done and what you're doing right now. And we give you all the glory and all the praise, Father. And Father, we know we just passed this week in America celebrated a day of thanksgiving as a nation, as a country. But Father, we don't want to just look at that day only as a day of thanksgiving. But Father, we want to look at every day as a day of thanksgiving. And we're so honored that we can give thanks unto you. And thank you for all the great things that you've done. And just like the writer said this morning, we give thanks to you because you are good, not sometime, but all the time. And we thank you, Father, for your word today that will not return unto you void, but will accomplish and prosper in a place and whereto you send it in Jesus' name. You may be seated. Amen. I think it's good sometimes, every now and then, always to take a few moments to reflect on what God has done for you. I don't know when the last time you've done that, to sit down and really, at the song back in the old church, we used to sing, says, count your many blessings. Name them one by one. And you'll be surprised at what the Lord has done. Sometimes we get so caught up in what we want and what we think we want and what we think we need we forget about what God has already done for us. And that's why it's good to always to remain thankful. Where did the thankfulness come from? 
Thankfulness comes from uh, your heart. Learn how to appreciate the things that God has done for you, the things that God has given you, the things that God has provided for you, the things that God's going to do for you even in the future, for just waking up in the morning, for just being able to provide for yourself, to take care of yourself, for all the prayers that he has answered for you. Remember them days you were crying and you was, tears was, was rolling down your cheek and you wasn't sure how you was going to make it, what was going to outcome was going to be, and you didn't know who to talk to, you didn't know who to call upon, you didn't know where the answer was going to come, whether the answer was going to come or not, but in the midst of all that, what did God do? God made a way. He answered your prayer. And that's why it's always good to give thanks unto the Lord. Sometimes we don't, we don't thank people. Many times, even people, as long as they're living, we always look at the negative things about them. And then all of a sudden, when they pass away, all, all the good things they've done. But before they passed away, we wouldn't even walk across the street to say hello. Right. We didn't even pick up the phone and give them a call and say, I appreciate you. Right. I appreciate the things you've done. Even though you're different from where I am, but you are who God created you to be. And thank God that everybody's not like you and I. Because if everybody was like you, what would, a world, what would this world be like if everybody would be like you? If everybody thought like you thought, Everybody act like you act. Everybody did the things you did. You talk the way you talk. Live the way you live. What would this world be like? Spend the way you spend. Get angry the way you get angry. What type of world this would be? And sometimes we don't realize to be thankful for the people that God has surrounded us and put into our life and made us different. And the good thing about God, he likes differences. He likes variety. That's why he didn't create everything. He didn't give us all goats and no cows. Give us all bulls, give us all bulls and no cows. All mules and no donkeys. All fish and no elephant. God likes variety, amen? And because we're created in him, we should be able to give, we should be like him. Be able to like things and like change by the grace of God. And we thank God. Many times people don't really thank God until they get into a crisis situation. Then they come to a point where they thank God. And some people are so busy. Look at your neighbor and say, so busy. Ain't got time to thank God. We don't even have time to even pray with our food sometimes. No sooner you put it in front of us, we got the knife, fork, we in it. We in it to win it, amen? We forgot about that woman, or that man who worked behind the scene to prepare that meal for you, to give thanks to God, I thank you. You don't know what condition they was in. You don't know how they felt. You don't know what the mood swing was when they were cooking that food. But only thing you know, it was good. And because it was good, you were so busy eating, you didn't have time to say thank you for being able to cook this good food for me by the grace of God. I tell you, American people, we're good people. But I tell you, we can be some unthankful people when we want to be. 
And I'm telling you right now, it's not time to be unthankful. It is time to be thankful and faith and stay thankful by the grace of God. And we give thanks not only to people, but most of all, we give thanks to Almighty God. Thank you, God, for the things that you've done for me. Thank you, God, for bringing me out. Thank you, God, for changing my condition. Thank you, God, for working this situation out. Thank you, God, for answering this prayer. Because I had no idea that you were going to do me like you did, God. You answered the prayer. Not only you did what you did, but you exceeded my expectation for answering that prayer for me by the grace of God. You brought me out. You gave me more than I expected by the grace of God. And I can't do nothing but take time out to thank God. And then we should thank God. Ways we can thank God, we should thank God through prayer. You don't always have to ride, get on your knees and pray and thank God. You can just open your mouth and when you're riding down the road, say, Lord, I thank you. I thank you that this car is running. Have you ever rode in a, in a car that broke down before? If you're riding along in the road and it broke down? Ran out of gas or whatever? When you get in that car, the only thing you think about is going from point A to point B. We never even think about, Lord, I thank you that it did not break down. Prayer. God, I thank you for the food. Think about how good God has been to us. Even with all this pandemic and all this stuff, with the prices have gone up over the weeks and all that other good stuff. Many of us have never missed a beat. We're still eating the stuff we used to eat. We still have the same money and more money than what we had before the, before the pandemic happened by the grace of God. And we don't take time out to say, Lord, I thank you for your provision for me. Thank you for how you helped me out to get this promotion. Help me to get this next um, promotion to go to the next level. And most of the time, we don't thank God for that. And then on top of that, when it comes to God's word, we get so busy, we, we can read Ebony. We can read Time Magazine. We can read Newsweek, Huntsville Times, and everything else. But we don't take time out to say, Lord, I thank you for getting a chance to read your word. Amen. If you just read it and just ask God, say, God, speak to me. I'm telling you, if you ask God to speak to you, when you open that Bible, God will tell you something. Don't just read it just to be reading it. But God says, God, I'm reading this. I want an understanding of what you want to tell me here. Something you want me to know. Something you want me to understand. And when God reveals it to you, tells the God, I thank you. I thank you, God. God is good. Prayer. Giving thanks to God in prayer. Giving thanks for giving him, giving you his word. And then not only that, but also by acknowledging him and everything you do. You know, I've seen people many times, you know, even in the workplace, um, when things will go well for them, they will use the words, I'm lucky. Man, we were lucky that that didn't happen. It wasn't worse than what it is. Lord, we were lucky this and we were lucky for that. No, you wasn't just lucky, you were blessed. 
And you didn't know that you were blessed. So instead of giving, instead of giving credit to the devil, we say, Lord, I thank you for saving me, for protecting me and bringing me out of that situation or whatever. For God, for answering my prayer. God, I realized that I didn't know the outcome of it, but you worked it out so me to, to be able to have a successful outcome. Look at Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. He said, do what? Trust in the Lord. I like the living when easy read is that trust in the Lord completely. Don't depend on your own understanding. Acknowledge him. Don't depend on your own, but acknowledge him. With every step you take, think about what he what? What he wants. How often do we think about what God wants? How many times we, we look around and we say, God, I'm getting ready to make a decision here. But how am my decision going to please you? We don't care whether it please him or not. We make it anyway. And then when it don't come out right, when it come out real negative, then we get real pious and real concerned. Then we're ready to pray. And many times God will tell you, even before you make the decision, what you should and should not do. You just need to be quiet and shut up and listen. But instead of we listening, we're talking. I remember one president, he said, one as long as we're talking, we're not learning anything. And then he goes on down in Proverbs, in verse 6, it says, and he will help you go in the right, the right way. And see, God is showing you things right now. And learn how to praise him and give him thanks for all your accomplishment that you are accomplishing. Even the small things. Well, I know I need to do this, that, and the other. Great, wonderful. But what about the things you have already done? Thank him for that. Before you get a chance to thank him for all the other good stuff. If you learn how to thank him for what he's already done, when it comes time for him to do something for you, you're less likely to grumble. You're less likely to complain and get upset about it if it don't turn out the way it should. And I've learned one thing. God don't make mistakes. He don't make mistakes. He always tell you what you need to know. He tell you what you need to hear and show you what you need to see. And he teach you the things and the directions you need to go by the grace of God. So giving thanks by what? By acknowledging him. Not in something, but in everything you do. You will find out you become less angry with people. But when you begin to acknowledge God, a lot of people do, do good things, but they do it for the wrong reason. They do it to please other people. They don't do it to please God. When we do things to please God, when they don't give us the thanks and appreciation that we're looking for, we, we're not ready to cuss them out and say bad things to them. Well, i never do this again for him. I will never do that again for her. They didn't show no thanks or no appreciation. What you did, you did it. You may have done what you've done in the wrong attitude. Whether they give thanks to you or not, you thank God. Say, God, I thank you. 
for giving me the health and the strength and the ability to do it for them. Even if they don't thank me now, but maybe one day they will thank Thank you for what I've done for them by the grace of God. And they, you know, kids are notorious for this. They're notorious for, for, for not thanking kids because they feel they live in a world of entitlement. They think they're entitled to everything. Mama, you've never been young. Daddy, you've never been young. I know everything. I'm smarter than you. Not realizing they have to grow up one day too and begin to realize that just like you was when you was young. Remember how you was, how smart you was? That you knew it all? Mom and dad couldn't tell you anything? You too old? That stuff don't work. But they were warning you. Trying to help you. But we were so smart. But we wouldn't even miss Many times we did not even listen to what they were telling us. But let me tell you something. They're there to help you. To acknowledge them for their advice. You may not appreciate all the things they do for you. Because you, many times we're too inexperienced to know. We're not smart enough to realize it yet. But when you get older, you look back and say, you know what? They were trying to help me and I didn't even realize it. They were trying to tell me something. I was not even paying attention to it or listening to what they were trying to say. Remember many times you were growing up? Your mother and father would tell you different things. You were too busy. You didn't have nothing to say. I don't want to hear that mess. And look at you now. Guess what? Many of your children don't want to hear your mess. Are you listening to me? Just like you didn't give them thanks and appreciation, now you want your children to do the same for you. Give thanks. Acknowledge them in everything you do. And that's what the Bible says. Acknowledge God in all that you do. Everything that you do. Every decision that you make. That you acknowledge God. God, this is the right thing I need to do. Should I do this now? Or should I do it later? Don't just do it. Because this is how the devil set trap for us. He liked to bait you into stuff. Don't be like the fish. Bite at everything that comes in, that drops in the water. Learn how to pick and choose what you bite. And make sure what you're biting is what you want to bite. It's not what they want you to bite by the grace of God. And if you can learn how to pick and choose, you'll find yourself many days being happy versus being sad. Because you realize and look back and say, you know what? I thank God for, for helping me out of that situation. Just think about how many times you wanted to do something and because you listened and didn't do it, and you look back at it and say, God, am I thankful that I didn't make that crazy mistake? They said, someone said something to you. Man, you're ready to go off like a, like a 357 pistol. But you kept the mouth shut because they knew something that you didn't know. And you begin to realize after they, you didn't say what you wanted to say that you're thankful. Because if you had said what you wanted to say, it would have made matters even worse. You kept your mouth shut. Acknowledge God in all your ways. Then over there in the book of um, in the book of First Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 18, he said, in every circumstance, he said, in everything, look at your name and everything. No matter what the circumstance may be, 
Be what? Be thankful and give thanks to God. In the Amplifying the Classic verses, it reads a little bit different from the King James Version. But it's on the overhead. They give thanks to God. So no matter what, what the circumstances are, people get mad because things are not going the way they want them to go. But guess what? Have you ever thought about that could be a whole lot worse? It wasn't for God. Sometimes we get mad with each other, family members or whatever. But they may, they may not be the best you want, but guess what? They're the best you got. God has given you the best. And the best is in them. But what you got to do, you got to learn how to give thanks and appreciate what God has placed within them. And learn how to not to look at the bad, but to look at the good. Not to be so critical and walk around with everything like, like Lindbergh cheese on top of your lips. The whole world stinks. If you just move the Lindbergh cheese, you'll realize that the world don't stink. You just got stinking stuff in front of your nose. You learn how to be thankful in everything. Even when bad things happen, you can be thankful. But what caused me to have a thankful attitude is because of my attitude toward God. Because Romans 8.28 says this, I know and we know that all things are working together for my good. And you notice you walk with God and continue to fellowship with him, pray with him, and have fellowship with him, nothing will catch you off God. Are you listening to me? I remember years ago when the girls, before they left, before Andrea left home and and went out to get, to get married, etc. Andrea was very mischievous as a, as a girl. And she would do stuff that she didn't think nobody knew about it. But well, one day she found out she was wrong. Cause I think it was Hill was in the shower, just minding her own business, taking a shower. And God revealed to Hilda what she was doing and what she was about to do. And when Hilda told her about it, my, my, my. Surprise, surprise, surprise. Listen to me. If you get close to God, as the Bible says, you draw nigh to God, God will draw nigh to you. And if you talk to him, he will talk to you. And, he, and just have a little talk with Jesus. And that's why it's good to stay in fellowship with him, stay in communication with him, and talk to him what? All the time. Not sometimes, but all the time. Do more listening than you do. When he starts talking, that's when you stop talking and start listening. And say, God, what about this? Many times that God will bring things to your attention, put things upon your heart, that you don't know anything about. Why is he doing that? He is not doing that just to, just to try to hurt you, to disappoint you, to try to uh, harass you. 
He is doing that so you can talk to him about it and get some advice about what should you do about that situation and listen to him. I'm telling you, God will always take care. I remember years ago before my um, before my, my parent, my, my father had passed away and I told God, I said, God, I said, listen to me. I am the farthest one away from home. So if anything happened, God, I'd like to be close by. So when he passed away, and during that time, I was in, the, in preparation to go to Germany. So when he passed away, I was right there in town, and three days later, I was scared to go to Germany. See, if you talk to God, God will talk to you. If you fellowship with him, he will fellowship with you. And this is one of the things people say, well, I don't understand. The reason you don't understand, because you're not talking to Jesus. Talk to Jesus. If you talk to Jesus about the decision you're about to make, that you're going to make, or you plan to make, I'm telling you, the outcome of those decisions will be a whole lot different. You won't end up living with the pain and dealing with some of the suffering that you that your many people are dealing with today because they did not talk to Jesus. Did not talk to him. And that's why the Bible says, in every circumstance, always give thanks to God. Everything. No matter what it is. But if you can't do that if your attitude is not right. You can't do it. But if your attitude is right, you can do some amazing thing by the grace of God. And that's why it's always good to make sure your attitude is right when it comes to God. When unexpected things happen, how many people had some unexpected things happen to you recently? You don't have to raise your hand. But guess what? The reason some of that stuff, you could have lost your mind behind some of that foolishness. But the reason you didn't because of God. Because your trust and faith was in God. And never forget what God is able to do. Not only is he able to do the small things, but God is also able to take care of the big things. That's what keeps you in peace. When you know for a fact God got your back. When you learn how to praise him and thank him for all the great things that he has done. I'm going to share with you five things this morning. The benefits we experience when we praise, when we give thanks and praise to God. Number one. We bring the situation to God when we learn how to praise him. You're not out there trying to handle it yourself, but you're giving thanks to God. Say, God, help me with this situation. Help me to be able to deal with it. And many times you're going to come in contact, come in contact with situations that you don't want to deal with. You know, it's just like um, cleaning or anything that you don't want to do. Anything you don't want to do first, the human tendency to like to do it when, to wait until when, to do it last. And that should be the first thing you hit. Hit it first. Why? Because it's something you dread. Learn how to bring your situation to God by praising him. God, I don't understand what's good going to come out of this, but God, I know. Some good going to come out of this situation. Even though it could be painful, it could be hurtful, but guess what? It also can be a learning experience at that moment 
to help you, prepare you for what even greater things down the road that might be getting ready to take place. So always praise God. And one of the benefits is bring the situation to God. Bring it to Him. Number two, praising God clear up misunderstanding. When you learn how to praise God, you don't stay on that island so long. You don't stay on that street so long. You don't worry about that situation for months and years and weeks to go by. You quickly bounce back, you heal from it, and you move on down the road by the grace of God. Some people are worrying about things that happened to them 20 and 30 years ago. Mad about it, upset about it. And the sad thing about it, the only person that's hurting here is you. Because don't nobody care, don't nobody know that you're mad. Don't nobody care if you're upset. That's, that's your prerogative. And you're bringing things to yourself, bringing, uh, causing medical problems to happen to yourself. Because the Bible says, a merry heart doeth good like a medicine. That's why the Bible said, don't worry. Why is it don't worry? Because what worry can do to you and what it does for you, it don't do anything for you. Only thing it does is cause you to sit back, cause you to worry more and more. If he's able to take care of the birds and the fowls of the air, how much more are you greater than the fowls and the birds of the air? If he take care of them, surely he can take care of you. So that's why it's important. It's, it's not to worry, just to be thankful. Number three, one of the praises when you praise God, it helps you to refocus. If we could just refocus on the many times of the way we look at situations, we will approach them differently. Because, see, the devil is notorious for showing you negative stuff. He's notorious showing you what's not going to happen, what could happen. And what could happen is always negative. But we can stay focused on the right things and keep the right things in front of us, guess what? And praise God through the rest. Guess what? Honey, you'll get through it. Shouting, praising God. Every day will be a holiday, and every meal will be a feast. Because you'll learn how to praise God. And that's why it's good to give thanks or whatever. Things you don't know, things you don't understand. Look, don't focus on what you can't do. Focus on what you can do. And, and whatever you can do, not just do it, but you do it to the glory and honor of God. Don't do it just for, for government work, as they call it. Well, I'm going to just do this. This is good enough for government work. Do it unto the Lord, not unto man by the grace of God. Get refocused or whatever. All the stuff that's happening in the world, the devil is showing us, all the bad things, all the sickness, and how people are dying and all this stuff, getting sick or whatever. But guess what? I got news for you. Don't focus on all that negative stuff. There's a lot of good things that are happening. But he don't want you to see that. He wants you to continue to look at the bad things. Just like the 12 spies that went to view the promised land. 
Everybody saw the same thing. But guess what? When they came back, they came back with different, they focused on the wrong thing. And still them looking at the blessings of God, they started looking at the judge that was in the land. All the bad things that, that could happen. We in our eyesight at grasshopper. Then God never allowed them to bring them through the Red Sea. Fed them manna out of heaven. Gave them water from a rock. Now they can't believe God for Kawan because they were focusing in on the wrong thing. That's why people don't go to church. Because they're focusing in. The devil wants them to focus on what? The hypocrites in the church. Everybody in the church is not a hypocrite. If they are, they're hypocrite trying to become better by the grace of God. But what, what, what the devil wants you to do, focus in, well, I just don't have time to do that. Focus on something in one word. One word that you may get that Sunday that can change your life the next week. We don't focus in on that. And next point I want to bring to you. Giving praise to God helps you to increase your faith. How in the world can give me praise to God help increase my faith. Go to Romans 4.20. Can when God make a promise to you? When he tells you something's going to happen, here the devil come. Ain't no way that's going to happen. That's impossible. You can't do that. That won't work. So, Instead of us giving praise to God, to God, just like you got me out of that past situation, surely you can get me out of this one. Just like David did when he, when he had killed a lion and a bear. He said, God, just like you delivered the lion and the bear of my hand, God, guess what? Surely you're going to deliver this uncircumcised Philistine into my hand. I'm not worrying about him. And by the grace of God, Romans chapter 4 and verse 20, it says this. No unbelief, no unbelief or distrust made him waver, doubtly question. And many times when we get in the situation, the very first thing the devil said, oh, it's not going to work. Ain't no hope. It ain't never been done before. And guess what? God said it can be done and it will be done. Just like I told you last week and I say it again. When people hear the word cancer, that's a death sentence for a lot of people. Because they've heard so much about what it, what it will do. But you got to remember what they fail to, to, they fail to realize and focus on what God can do. I just got a call from a lady a few days ago saying her son has, uh, has prostate cancer. Young man in his early 40s. You can't imagine he's been overwhelmed with doubts and with all types of negative comments that the devil's putting in his mind about dying and everything else. About leaving his family and all types of stuff. And see, if you learn how to trust God in the little things so when you get 
get to the big things, guess what? You tell the devil, say, bring it on. I'm ready. Bring it on. And just like David, like David told Goliath. Goliath started telling, calling David all types of names. How he going to feed his body to the, to the birds and all this stuff. And David told him, say, guess what? That same sword that you got in your hand, I'm going to decapitate your head with it. See, you can't assume that God can do it. You need to know that God will do it. And guess what? He won't let you down. He won't disappoint you. Not one time. And then he goes on down. He said, he said, he said, but he grew strong and was what? Empowered by faith as he gave praise and glory to the devil. To who? To God. He praised and worshiped God. And see, when you learn how to praise God in the little things, I said a minute ago, when the big things come, it's just another opportunity for to praise God for another great opportunity to see God do something big for you by the grace of God. See, this stuff is not hard, but what makes it hard is us not listening when we don't give thanks to God, don't praise him, we don't worship him, we don't acknowledge him, and learn how to be thankful to him for the thing. We wait until all hell breaks loose, then we're ready to praise, then we're ready to get really serious about our relationship with God then. Well, I hate to say it, but it may be a little bit too late. Because your situation may not change. That don't mean God can't change it. You waited too late to change your situation by listening to the wrong thing. By listening to the wrong thing. And see, it's all about building your faith. Whenever you attack in any direction, in any way in this life, it's an attack on your faith. When it comes to God. Because see the devil don't want you to worship him. When people get angry. When they get upset with the church. Or get upset with other people. And things in life. The very, uh, the very first person they quit on. Is God. I'm not going to that church no more. We just got cussed out by a co-worker on your job a few days ago. Are you going to go to work? Sure you are because you don't get a check. You're not going to let them stop that check, that, that PC that week. We focus on the wrong thing. And we let the devil trick us too many times into thinking that we're right. And most of the time we're dead wrong. Say God to look, I know I'm not right. And many times when you do things, you don't even feel right. And he's still trying to make you think you're right. You don't even feel right about the situation. And guess what? That is time for a change. See, God, guess what? I'm going to praise you. And that's why, that's why, oh, Abraham. Abraham came from the land of Chaldeans. Nothing but idols. But he believed and he trusts God. 
Peter said, well, I just can't believe that. You know why you can't believe it? You don't want to believe it. If you want to believe it, you can believe it. Just like you trust in all stuff, like I was praying this morning. I said, God, like you said, you told me, if I, didn't, if I wasn't born with it, I don't have to live with it. By the grace of God. All the medicine and all the stuff that we, we have in this world, God was great, it's wonderful. But God, we don't want that. We want you. To learn how to trust you. To learn how to put, your, put our confidence in you. And that's why I was telling the lady a few days ago, the reason why people were going, were, were going crazy is because that wasn't so much as the pandemic. It's because of the faith and trust in the pandemic. They heard it's going to kill. And who come to kill, steal, and to destroy? But we couldn't put that together. We couldn't put two and two together. When, we try, when, it, when, when God tried to put it together for us, we decided we're going to listen to higher power. Like I told that doctor then in the office there, look, I appreciate what you've done. Appreciate what you do. But there is a higher power than you and I. And when I said that, the power went off in the room. He looked at his nurse, and the nurse looked at him, and then he said, yes, we can, you can do it. No problem. Yes, I know there's a higher power. And that's what we got to get back to. Stop trusting in stuff. And start putting our confidence in God. Some put their trust in horses. Some put it in chariots. But we're going to trust the Lord our God. Because God is the one going to bring us out. Abraham trusted God for 25 years. He would try to work his own plan. But guess what? It still didn't work. It didn't work until God, and didn't work until the way God said it was going to work. And that's the way it was with us. Let me tell you something. God is so wonderful. Not sometime, but all the time God's good. When you, when you don't serve him, when you don't praise him, you are doing yourself injustice. You're giving praise to the devil. Lift up the holy hands. If I had a thousand tongues, it's not enough to praise him for all the good stuff that God had done for me by the grace of God. And not only that, but point number five, giving thanks to God. It weaponized the enemy. It makes the enemy flee. He don't want you to praise him. Praise God. He don't want you to do that. Why? Because he wants you to feel that God can't help you. If you can, when you get into a situation, as you begin to realize how much God loves you and what he has done for you, there's no way possible you can get out of that situation, walk out of that situation being disappointed or being sad. You can't do it but say, Lord, I thank you. I thank you, God. And like I tell you, when I first started pastoring, I felt that God, look, 
I want everybody to be healed. I want everybody to be saved. I want everybody to be delivered. But God had to let me know, son, you can't help them all. You can't keep them all. And, and, and the most important thing is, you got to turn them over to me. And that's the best thing you do for people, family members, people that you know. There's a lot of people, even today, that, that, was, that, was, that grew up teaching you right from wrong. Or doing the very thing they said that was right and wrong, they'll find themselves doing it today. And got a lot of people confused. Let me tell you this. God is not confused. That's the enemy working behind the scenes to confuse you. So you can become confused too. God is not the author of confusion. God don't lie. When he says something, it's always true by the grace of God. And if you choose to, everything you look at in life by the grace of God, you can find some good in it if you, if you choose to look at it by the grace of God. And that's why it's so important is to continue to really to praise God and praise God for everything and give him all the glory and all the praise. How can I give thanks to God? I can give thanks to God with my time. Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, I give unto him. Carve out a few minutes a day that you can spend with God and just talk to him. Don't talk about the problem. That's all the devil wants you to do and talk about the problem. There's no solution in talking about the problem. But talk to God about the problem. You heard me say many times, you can't talk to people about God, you talk to God about the people. By the grace of God. God is amazing. Now, but also, how can I give thanks to God with what I have? My resources. What I have, I give it to you, God. The greatest resource you can give to God is your life. It's your life. That's all you have is your life. What you do is your life, how you spend your life, how you use your life, the time you use, do with your life. We can do everything in the world. Ride the love boats, travel the world over with our time and resources, but guess what? God bless us to get these promotions and all that good stuff. And guess what? We want to think to give God a quarter. Think about it. We don't want to teach our young people to tithe. And that's one of the greatest things they can do is to be blessed. You give and it shall be given. Well, I don't want to give my money to the church. You can give it to somebody. may not be to the church, but maybe to the hospital, but you can give it to somebody. The devil going to get it. Someone that has it. One way. And that's why the Bible says when you give to God, God promises he will rebuke the very devour for your sake. Well, why don't I have this and that? Well, guess what? Are you a giver in this or that? No. The measure you measure shall be what? Measure to you again. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, shall men give into your bosom, shall be running over, and men give into your bosom. The same measure you meet, guess what? Shall be measured to you again. Well, I don't want to help nobody. But guess what? When you get into a situation, 
Don't be crying. You're going to get disappointed when people don't help you. I remember this one guy, a true statement. Um, we served in the same church many years ago. He became very terminally ill. And he always was a very self-centered person. He didn't spend a lot of time with people. Didn't have time. Because he was involved into his own self, in his own world. When he needed help, guess what? Get, get how many people were there? Nobody. Why? Because he didn't sow the seeds. And therefore he, therefore, he couldn't reap the harvest. That's why it's important. Everything you got is about sowing and reaping. Sowing and reaping. If you want more of it, if you want more peace, do peaceful things by the grace of God. Live in a life of peace. Do what the Bible say do to have peace. My life, your life is important to God. Your life is important to you. But don't live for yourself and no one else. Because one day you will stand to God. Well, Brother John, what did you do in your life? Well, for me, myself, and I, it was only three of us. I had no time for nobody else. And many times God will speak to your heart about different things to tell you to do, but you won't do. But many of us are so fixated, so stuck on ourselves, so involved in ourselves to the point we got no time for God and nobody else. You heard people said, we're so earthly minded until we know heaven and good. Everything about ourselves. All about ourselves, about me, myself, and I. Us four and no more. Brothers and sisters, people need you out there. Look at your neighbors that people need me. Your family needs you. If they're not getting it, guess what? If you know God, you can get it for yourself and take it to them by the grace of God. Because opportunity is going to come for you to talk to them and they are to talk to you. They're going to have their me time. You're going to have your me time. If you know what thus says the Lord, when you're having your me time, guess what? You got something you can tell them. But if you don't know it, can't regurgitate it, guess what? You can't tell people what you don't know. You can't share with people what you have not experienced. But if you can experience it yourself, guess what? Look at many of you today. You can look back and say, Grandmama stayed, she prayed to God. And the reason why many of us are where we are today, because somebody prayed for you and I. Somebody prayed for us. And because we're here, and now it's time to give thanks unto the Lord and thank him for all the great things he's done. Once one last scripture, Psalm 134 and Psalm 34, verse 1 through 3. God is good, I'm telling you. If this can ever resonate with us about how, how good God really is to us, we know that. But I don't think in a lot of instances it has really resonated with us. 
how good God really is to us. In Jesus' name. Psalms 34 and verse 1 and 3. He said, I will what? At all times. It's what? People won't, don't want to hear about how many people are sick. That's all they hear. But can we tell them something good that God had done for me? How he brought me out. That you don't have to fall prey to all this, that, and the other. And God can do it for you too. He said continually. And my soul have both in the Lord. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Make him big. Increase him. Promote the Lord. Make him large. Lift him up. Give him glory and praise for the good things that he has done. All those prayers. And like I tell people all the time, doctors can cut. Doctors can give advice. My only God can heal. But God. I don't care what they do. Only God can heal. When, when God do it, it's done. The Bible says what the Lord does, it is forever. Nothing can be added to it or nothing can be taken from it. God is good. Oh, magnify the Lord with me today, church. For the Lord is good. Give thanks to the Lord. Don't let the day of thanksgiving be the only day that you give thanks. Make it a habit every day. I'll lift my eyes into the hills. For whence coming my help, God? Which coming from heaven? He's done all these great things for me, my family, my loved ones. And I'm too busy. I can't thank him. There's nothing to be embarrassed about, nothing to be shamed about. But it's something to do you need to repent about and change. So I'm going to make a difference in your life and be better by the grace of God. Oh, give thank God, we thank you for your word today. We thank you for what you've said and what you've done. And we give you all the glory and all the praise. And we thank you, God. We thank you, Lord, for the things that you have done. We thank you, God, for what you're doing right now. And, Father, we want our mouth always to be full of praise. And David said, I will continue to let praise be in my mouth. Always, God. If I talk about something bad, don't let it just stay on a bad note. But, Lord, also... Help me be reminded also about the good things you have done as well. We thank you for it right now. And we praise you, God, that we will continue, Lord, in New Hope Outreach Ministry to give thanks unto you for all the great things you've done. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. Is God good? All the time God is good.